to Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. I am Lori LeBay, the founder of Alzheimer's Speaks. And um, bottom line, how I got into this space was my mom had dementia for 30 years. And it changed my life, changed my career, and I am now a passionate advocate to shift our dementia care culture from crisis to comfort. Alzheimer's Speaks is really an advocacy-based company providing multiple platforms to help shift that culture. We have not only the radio, but we have a blog. We do something called Dementia Chats, which is a video interview base that I do with people living with the disease, and they give us great insights. Uh, we have a wonderful YouTube channel filled with uh, uh, great information there, and then a, a website that has a resource directory. We truly believe that just having an everyday conversation with knowledgeable people, that that is the way that we're going to remove the stigmas and we're going to push progress forward to, again, shift our care culture from crisis to comfort. And at our core, we believe collaboration really is the only way that we're going to win this battle. And we know that it's working thanks to each and every one of you. You see, your likes, your clicks, your shares with our content has been absolutely amazing. You have allowed us to get some fabulous recognitions, which we share with all of you, because it wouldn't have happened without each and every one of you. Dr. Oz and Sherkar has named Alzheimer's Speaks as the number one influencer online for Alzheimer's. Maria Shriver called us an architect of change. And most recently, Oprah recognized us as one of her 14 health heroes for 2018. And again, I don't say that to pat myself on the back, but to let each and every one of you know how important it is for you to share information, not just from Alzheimer's Speaks, but from other entities as well on your social media platforms with your Twitter tribes, your Facebook friends, your LinkedIn colleagues, your Pinterest people because that is how people are communicating these days. That's a very trusted resource for them. And, you know, if they're like me, the more often they see information and when they're in need, the more likely they're going to feel safe to go ahead and grab that. Because I'm sure there are, just like in my sphere of influence, many people dealing with this who haven't really come out and told us that that's an issue. People are very private about this, and so we have to encourage them to come and join the cause and, and help move things forward. I'd also like to add that if you're listening today, maybe you would be interested in being with us as a, as a guest. Um, everybody has a story. So if you are living with dementia, if you are caring for someone, if you are a business professional with a service product or a tool that you think can assist people, we'd love to hear about it. Maybe you're a researcher, maybe you're an advocate. Um, come, come and talk to me. Uh, just go to alzheimerspeaks.com, push the big contact us button in the upper right hand corner, and I, I would love to talk with you further. 
I also want to just uh, give a shout out to some of our partners. The Memory Cafe directory has just been so helpful to so many. Calendar Cards is the one who sponsors that. They don't charge anything to be in the directory. So um, if you go to memorycafedirectory.com, you can get your Memory Cafe listed in there. If you are an individual uh, looking for a directory, you can find one there. The other day, we found a new app called the Roberto app that measures brain performance, which is absolutely fantastic. So check that out. You can go to the blog and get more information or go to the radio show and listen to our interview with their team as well. Professional athletes have been using this and now it's expanded to to the rest of the world um, at all ages, which is very, very, uh, very, very cool. I also like to just uh, shout out to the Neuro Film Festival. Every year they have a contest and to submit a video, and that is coming up. I think the deadline is March 2nd for that. So feel free to go ahead and check that out as well. We also um, do a lot of work with the Alzheimer's Research and Prevention Foundation, and they are really dedicated to Alzheimer's disease and, you know, funding integrative medicine and research and providing educational training. They do a lot of outreach and memory screenings, and they truly have a holistic approach, which is which is wonderful. But two others I want to mention is Alzheimer's Movement, uh, which was started by Maria Shriver and her Move for the Minds events that typically takes place in June. So look for more information on both of those, as well as the Call Alert Center, which um, protects not only those with dementia, but anyone who's vulnerable, be it uh, a young child, a college student, somebody traveling, or even our pets. Um, so if you're worried that your loved one might wander, check out the callalertcenter.com forward slash caregiver, and um, you can get more information on their product there. It's very economical. I think it's like under $15 a year for that. So so with that, let's go ahead and get into our show today. I am excited uh, to have Dr. George Tetz with us. He is the Chief Scientific Officer for the nonprofit called the Human Microbiology Institute. He is in New York and likes to deal with crosstalk between microbiota and the human body itself. So welcome, Dr. Tetz. How are you today? Uh, thank you very much for the introduction. So I'm fine and uh, would be more than delighted uh, to tell you more about our recent discoveries in the area of Alzheimer's disease. Okay. Um, before we get down that path, I always like to ask our guests, you know, one question, and that is, you know, have you been personally touched by Alzheimer's or dementia with your, you know, close immediate family or friends? Uh, yes. I have personal issues with this pathology as well. I think many of, of us and many people all over the world are somehow, uh, if not directly affected, but no people who are affected by uh, these pathology. I agree. When I go out and speak, I can talk to a group of a thousand people and ask them six questions, you know, if their mom or dad has had it or answer uncles. And I might have three or four people that are still standing, you know, after I, um, after I ask those questions that haven't been touched 
by the disease. It's, it's kind of incredible, um, the, the numbers that are touched by this. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your research? Sure. So, uh, Human Microbiology Institute is a New York-based scientific research organization which deals with their crosstalk between the microbiota and their human body. And uh, our institute was the first to show that bacterial viruses, they are named bacteriophages, are actually the missing piece of the puzzle acting as a primary causative agent for the development of neurodegenerative diseases. And uh, we have shown that these bacteriophages are previously overlooked triggers that are implicated in three crucial pathogenic mechanisms of Alzheimer's as well as Parkinson's diseases. Okay, I'm gonna back you up just a second. If you can tell people what um, a microbiota is and the bacterial phages, what, what those sure. are. Sure, I greatly appreciate. Thank you very much for the question, of course. So microbiota is the totality of all bacteria, viruses, and fungi that live inside um, each individual. All of us harbor from one up to two and a half kilograms of uh, different uh, microbiota species uh, within our human gut. And actually our story about the uh, intestinal uh, microbiome and uh, its uh, effect on human brain and on the term that is named as human brain axis. So bacteriophages are viruses that infect and replicate within bacterium. And very important feature is that for a very long time bacteriophages were believed to, um, to be completely um, not dangerous for humans. And we were the first to show that actually bacteriophages, although they do not have the direct impact on eukaryotic cells, they uh, possess a crucial, uh, they play a crucial role uh, on microbiota as thus affecting human health. So um, you had talked about, you know, kind of the gut and it sounds like this is kind of where where those microbiota are, are stored, is that correct? The uh, yeah, sure, so actually, absolutely. So microbiota, well, all our gastrointestinal tract is completely covered with the multiple bacterial viral species, but the predominant majority of microbiota is concentrated in our intestine. Just for example, one gram of uh, intestinal content possess over 12, 10 in uh, 10th power of different bacterial species. I would imagine everybody has this, these various bacterial species. There's no way to really get rid of them. Is that correct at this point? Or Right. You're absolutely right. All of us do have uh, a variety of different bacteriophages within our intestinal. Okay. And are, are some of those good and some of those bad to have? Well, uh, the short answer is yes. Uh, the longer answer is that it is much more individual uh, because if we have to add uh, to your proposition some more levels of complexity, 
because certain bacteriophages uh, are dangerous for humans, but um, the the danger uh, is associated with uh, the presence of particular bacterial hosts. So it is actually the interplay uh, between human host and their human susceptibility to the disease, then with the presence of certain bacterial species. And the third element are bacteriophages that affect these bacterial species. Okay, which which makes sense, you know, when it comes to dementia, they always say when you've met one person, you've met one, they're, you know, it's, it's a very tricky, tricky disease, and symptoms seem to, to vary from, from party to party. I'm going to have you go ahead and, and talk a little bit more about your research and, and the importance of its discovery, because it kind of got us off track. So, well, we have a nice, no, maybe even great fundamental story, and uh it is not another like six brain healthy food that can prevent Alzheimer's. No. The main importance of the discovery of phages implicated in neurodegeneration and Alzheimer's disease in particular is that it allows first to prevent and second to treat these disease. It provides us with the ability completely to rethink how we treat and prevent Alzheimer's disease and actually to find new ways or to both uh, to prevent and sorry for reiterating and uh, but to develop novel therapeutics for this pathology. And how long have you been working on this project? Uh, we're pioneer, pioneer, we are pioneering in bacteriophages uh, research for the last three years with there are some notable publications uh, that have been published within these years and with our numerous presentations at American and European conferences. As far as your discovery, where do you go next? What's the, what is the process? What are, what are your goals? Well, uh, we have a very straightforward translational uh, plan uh, of our discoveries and their development in novel therapeutics. And actually, our core uh, has uh, great experience in drug development and drug discovery industry. And actually, we know how to bring science to the market. So, in short, applying the discovery of agents in Alzheimer's disease, it will be an important uh, transformative step in neuromedicine. We will employ phages as novel therapeutic targets for Alzheimer's disease. And actually, together with the development of ex viva microbiota-based therapies, we believe that we can um, bring therapy of the disease to a principle and a level of efficacy. Moreover, uh, we currently are developing a novel diagnostic systems for very early stage diagnosis of these pathologies. Are you thinking with your discovery that there would be a development of a, of a drug, or are you thinking we could treat this kind of with, you know, what we um, take into our bodies through nutrition or, uh, you know, I'm, I, I know nothing about science, so I apologize that I'm such a novice here. No, no sorry, it's my fault. I have um, to be ready to tell to the non-professional audience. So uh, actually, from my point of view, 
the things that have to be developed and will be developed, it will be the novel type of drugs. The question about uh, the implementation of certain uh, food supplements that are currently used to maintain uh, gut microbiota of uh, patients with Alzheimer's disease right now is um, uh, arguable and some additional studies have to be done uh, in order to evaluate uh, the effect of already existing probiotics and prebiotics on bacteriophages uh, in, in patients with disease pathology. Okay, so would this be on the order of like a probiotic? I mean, because everyone's kind of familiar with those, they're uh, on the shelf. Mm, on, uh, yes, well, the short answer is yes. Uh, we were, we're going to combine the uh, certain particular medical targets, uh, medical drugs that will target bacteriophages along with the replacement of certain uh, bacterial species, meaning that, yes, it will be a sort of ex vivo microbiota-based therapy as well. Okay. So with this, have you, have you done any studies on... Sure. So actually, we have discovered the uh, three crucial pathogenic mechanisms of uh, how Alzheimer's, of how bacteriophages are implicated in Alzheimer's disease, uh, based on yes, uh, two animal, two different types of animal models, as well as we have uh, performed a comprehensive analysis of microbiota um, databases of patients uh, with different neurodegenerative diseases. Well, actually sort of, an, uh, of discovery is based on both animal models as well as uh, based on human data. That okay. I want to highlight uh, is extremely important and gives the highest uh, relevance uh, for the study. The U.S., you know, versus, let's say, overseas have different restrictions, um, I would imagine, in terms of how to get through the, the drug phases. And you know, I've always heard in the U.S. it's just it's much more stringent. Is that is that correct? Uh, no, no, not really. Uh, currently, the FDA requirements are very similar to the uh, requirements for the drug discovery of European medical agency. So actually, they're very, very similar. But it's also to highlight that uh, the development of the drugs for the treatment of certain neurodegenerative diseases, they are highlighted, uh, they, sorry, they are they're relighted by these agencies. And actually, um, all drugs right now, the majority of the drugs that are in the development, they do have so-called fast-track status, meaning that the uh, both FDA and European Medical Agency wants to see uh, the medicines to be developed for the patients as soon as possible. Well, and I would imagine with, wasn't Pfizer that just dropped out of, of development of drugs, I would imagine that puts things even at a at a higher level with, with less companies out there, given it's, it's just such a, almost an epidemic state. And yet we've got no real cure, and um, we we really haven't had a cause. And it sounds like you're 
you're looking at that this this truly might be the cause. I just want her to tell that I completely agree with you, and mm-hmm. particularly with your comment that uh, the current status for these diseases is very similar to the epidemics. There's been so much um, talk over the years about about the the gut kind of being the source of this and you know it's been pushed down for so long have you have you felt that you've really had a uphill battle you know with your discoveries in trying to get this legitimized of course some additional studies uh, are required down the road and they will be definitely done but uh generally speaking all the time uh, the uh, scientific community is completely in agreement that uh, the development of different multifaceted uh, neurodegenerative diseases, including Alzheimer's, is the interplay between the genetic susceptibility and environmental factors. Uh, the uh, the um, value of genetic susceptibility and, envir- and different environmental factors, it is something uh, that is right now under the intensive discussion. Okay. However, uh, the discovery of bacteriophages as previously unrecognized environmental factors uh, opens a completely new, allows uh, uh, to review the existing paradigm uh, for the development of these diseases because nobody, nobody controls the presence of bacteriophages okay. and uh, their role. Okay. So when you're talking environmental factors, um, can you give us some examples? Uh, well, sure. It's uh, the uh, food, it's uh, pollution, it's uh, water, it's uh, living habits, it's um, day-to-day activity and day-to-day mental activity. Okay. It is all the factors that affect human being and uh, based on the genetic um, based on the presence of certain genetic mutations that give certain individuals a high predisposition for the development of Alzheimer's disease uh, they may be an important triggering factors for the development of pathology okay have you have you gotten pushback from the food industry uh, we the perform right now a certain Studies in our lab uh, is studying the connections and linkage of bacteriophages found in food with the development of certain pathologies and uh, the details of the studies as well as the results will be announced a little bit later, uh, later this year. Okay. What about like... um you know, had talked with environmental, you know, kind of lifestyle. What about like uh, airwaves between the microwaves and the cell phones and, you know, all the wireless stuff that's going on? Is that part of this too? Uh, sure, it is the part of this too. However, I think they are a little bit less well recognized and well studied uh, areas and well studied environmental factors. Okay. However, definitely they should affect, and there are multiple ways how can they affect human beings, including the effect of such uh, of such factors on microbiota as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's uh, the environmental factors. I mean, that's just such a wide 
wide scope. That's got to be, um, I, I would think, kind of fascinating to to look at um, all of those different factors and how it's impacting our our bodies as a whole. Um, you had mentioned, and I'm not sure I understood this correctly, um, but I want to just talk about this because when I think of viruses, I think of kind of a cold. And you had mentioned that the microbiota are kind of old viruses that live in our body. So like when we get a virus, does it not go away? We just kind of think it's gone? <laughs> we have the symptoms under control? Well, no. Bacterial viruses, they differ significantly from eukaryotic viruses that affect humans, like um, HIV or like flu virus. Mm -hmm. So actually, in our recent paper, we have introduced a term named microbiota disease that we believe gives a little bit more accurate background of the status uh, that is uh, well known as uh, dysbiosis because the presence of certain uh, bacterial viruses on the one hand is essential for, to maintain healthy gut microbiota. However, uh, certain bacteriophages may be highly harmful for certain uh, people who possess and to contain certain bacterial species in their gut. We're not talking and not claiming that all bacteriophages are dangerous, no. The question is that certain bacteriophages are dangerous for certain humans. So what are, what are kind of the next steps for the development of your discovery? So currently we conduct additional studies in patients with uh, Parkinson's disease and some other neurodegenerative pathologies. Uh, and it is an important, an important part that will give us a broader understanding of the role of different phages in different diseases. And uh, along, with, uh, along with it, uh, we uh, right now submitted a number of uh, grants in order to facilitate our scientific discoveries. With respect to the um, translational potential, so as I mentioned, so we explore this ability to use certain factors to trigger bacteriophages, as well as uh, we develop a novel algorithms for uh, microbiota replacement. And as far as um Funding goals, how can you can you talk about that? Is that something that you're in need of, or do you have grants for that? Well, uh, every scientific non for profit scientific research organization uh, is looking for for the financial support, and uh, grants are just only one of the types for such a support. Can you tell us, you know, where other other funding come from? Comes sure. From? So other, absolutely. So other funding, uh, they are from their individuals, from philanthropic individuals who are, uh, who deals with their uh, philanthropic uh, innovations in uh, Alzheimer's disease, and uh, we also explore possibility uh, for the collaboration with their pharmaceutical companies. However, 
I guess will be a more flexible uh, to do so once our discoveries will be a little bit more advanced. Is there is there anything that our audience could do to help with your you know further development? Well, we we're currently also be looking for people uh, who can who can be a donors for the uh, certain specimens, and uh, actually our uh, some members of our scientific corps can take care of it. Particularly, we are interested in patients who are uh, located in the United States. So we have actually a broad collaboration with different universities here in in states. However, we would be more than happy to figure out some more individual to build an individual pipeline for uh, for obtaining their well characterized clinical assessments. Okay. So, in any case, we'll be more than happy for any ideas, suggestions uh, using our website and uh, using contact form on our website, and we'll try to answer all the questions. Okay. And then for for your trials, is that something that people have to come in for, or is it you know right. how, how does that right. work? Because all of them are a little different. Right. Uh, right. Uh, once we will launch the clinical trials, of course, we'll be looking for the patients to run them. However, I believe that uh, the beginning of the clinical trials, based on the existing regulatory pathway of drug discovery, would take additional 18, maybe 24 months down the road. Anything else that you would like to share with our audience? No, I don't want to become too academic, and um, but I really believe that uh, the discovery that is done will will help a lot of people, and actually will help not only to treat, but what, from my perspective, is even more important to prevent uh, the development of. Alzheimer's disease. If they want to get a hold of you, uh, Dr. Tetz, they can go ahead and contact the Human Microbiology Institute. Um, they can um, go to the website, which is www.hmi for the Human Microbiology Institute us.com. That's www hmi-us.com, or they can get a hold of you via email at g.tetz, as in zebra, at hmi-us.com. Again, that's g.tetz at h mi-us.com and uh, for those that want to use snail mail and, and like to correspond that way um, the address to the Human uh, Microbiology Institute is 423 West 127th Street that's 423 West 127th Street New York New York and um, they would be more than glad to uh, talk with you further and uh, uh, see what connections there are, if it's through um, 
philanthropy or if it's through a clinical trial, uh, they would they would love to talk with you. So thank you so much for your time today, uh, Dr. Tetz. Really appreciate it, and um, I wish you guys a lot of luck. Uh, we definitely need we need some breakthroughs. Uh, we haven't had such good news on the Alzheimer's dementia front lately, so it would be wonderful if if uh, the research you're doing is it. Thank you very much. Thank you once again for time and opportunity to share our discoveries with you. And uh, I really hope that we'll bring something new to the our uh, patients and to the market as well. Thank you very much. Thank you. And for our listeners, again, please feel free to um, share this episode as well as we've got six years worth of shows that you can go back and listen to anytime. Until next week, have a brilliant day. Bye now. Hi, this is Suzanne Newman, host of the Answers for Elders podcast and radio show. We are the North Star that guides you through the complicated journey of senior care with trusted experts in money, law, living solutions, and more. So join us on this station, your favorite podcast channel, or just go to AnswersForElders.com. Meet the Way Showers who will help your journey a lot easier.